Open the eyes of our hearts, dear Lord, that we may see the wonders of your word. Amen. Today we are in 2 Chronicles chapter 28, where we see the reign of King Ahaz of Judah. King Ahaz ruled from 735 to 715 BC, and Hosea, Micah, and Isaiah were the prophets who ministered during his reign. In verse one, we read Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king. and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem that is he reigned as co-regent along with his father king Jotham when he was 20 years old and later on after king Jotham's death he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem the certificate for king Ahaz is given immediately in the first verse he did not do what was right in the sight of the lord as his father david had done Ezra the chronicler is pointing out all the way back to King David because in direct contrast to his righteous father King Jotham who had a very clean record among all the kings of Judah for the Lord had nothing bad to say about him on the other hand King Ahaz was the most evil king right from the days of King David in the line of the kings of Judah The reason is given in verses 2 to 4 for he walked in the ways of the kings of Israel and made molded images for the Baals right from the time of king Ahab and evil queen Jezebel the whole nation of Israel were involved with the state sponsored worship of Baal and Astarte who were the gods and goddesses of sexual immorality King Ahaz was following the ways of the kings of Israel by making these molten images of Baal and Baalim and worshiping them. Verse 3 says he burned incense in the valley of the son of Hinnom and burned his children in the fire according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. So thus we know that he worshiped the God Molech and the evil practice of sacrificing children on the altar of Molech right in the arms of Molech to the sound of beating drums there is a question that atheists keep asking if your god is a god of love why does he keep instructing the israelites to destroy all the other nations of the world your god is calling for genocide they say your god is a very cruel god they say Herein is the answer to that very question. The Lord God was angry with them and he was driving them out of that land because they were practicing the abominable ways of sacrificing children at the altar of the false gods. This valley of Hinnom is very significant because later on the righteous king Josiah will bring an end to all these abominable practices and Later on this very same site will be used as a dump for burning all the refuse so thus it became the place of the final eternal punishment for the unbelievers it is known in greek as gehenna this gehenna is noted in various places in the new testament jesus used it in various places in the gospels as well For example in Mark chapter 9 verse 43 if your hand causes you to stumble cut it off it is better for you to enter life maimed than with two hands to go into hell where the fire never goes out 
In Revelation chapter 19 verses 20 we see that the beast and the false prophet were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur which is referred to as the Gehenna. Notice how Ezra points out that he was following according to the abominations of the nations. That is he was sacrificing the children, the babies according to the abominations of the nations around them. Today what does it tell us? How are we raising our children? Are we raising them in the ways of the Lord or are we raising them according to the abominations of the people around us? In my younger days I did not fully understand as to why we were not allowed to watch films etc in my house when my other friends were able to do it. But then as I grew older and studied the word I was able to understand we are called not to be of this world but to be a separate dedicated chosen people of god who do not follow the abominations of the people around us in deuteronomy chapter 12 the lord gives warning to the israelites in verse 29 we read when the lord your god cuts off before you the nations you are entering to dispossess and you drive them out and live in their land Be careful not to be ensnared by their ways after they have been destroyed before you. Do not inquire about their gods asking how do these nations serve their gods? I will do likewise. You must not worship the Lord your God in this way because they practice for their gods every abomination which the Lord hates. They even burn their sons and daughters in the fire as sacrifices to their gods. Paul says the very same thing in Romans chapter 12 verse 2 and be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God coming back in verse 4 we read he sacrificed and burned incense on the high places on the hills and under every green tree So Ahaz became the first king since Solomon to personally worship at these high places while the other kings tolerated this and some of those kings even destroyed it king Ahaz was very evil that he worshiped those pagan gods these worships involved acts of sexual perversion of male and female prostitutes So the king involved himself personally with these abominable acts in the name of worshiping those pagan gods. Seeking the Lord brings about prosperity and forsaking the Lord brings about punishment. And this is exactly what happened as we see in verse 5. Therefore the Lord is God delivered him into the hand of the king of Syria. they defeated him and carried away a great multitude of them as captives then he was also delivered into the hand of the king of israel who defeated him with a great slaughter peka the king of israel and resin the king of syria both of them were used as rods in the hand of the lord to teach king ahaz a very valuable lesson why did the lord punish them like this because the lord wanted them to learn from their evil wicked ways that it is not profitable to worship those gods because those very same people came to hurt him back 
and their gods did not help him in any way if you notice also in second kings chapter 15 verse 37 we read in those days the lord began to send against judah resin the king of syria and pekah the son of remalia this happened during the final days of king jotham however at this point of time king ahaz was reigning as co-regent as well so he might have shown his apostate ways even back then and that is the reason they came against the kingdom of judah however since king jotham was the reigning monarch the lord did not allow them to gain an upper hand however after king jotham's death and after king ahaz began reigning these two kings got the upper hand this is a clear lesson for all of us that the lord's mighty hand will protect us from all evil as long as we are obedient to his word there is none on earth who can touch the god's children as long as they are obedient to him in verses 6 to 8 we see peka taking a huge number of captives about 200000 women sons and daughters and much spoil in verse 9 we read a prophet of the lord was there whose name was oded and he went out to them and said look because the lord god of your fathers was angry with juda he has delivered them into your hand but then you have killed them in a rage that reaches up to heaven but are you not also guilty before the lord your god so can you use them as slaves is his question to those people taking them back as captives so what happened between verse 8 and verse 9 reading between the lines we understand that somehow those people who were being taken as captives repented of their ways and the lord was merciful and therefore he sent a prophet by the name of oded Ezra the chronicler was teaching the exiles coming back saying look you have been taken as captives to the Babylonian kingdom this was a direct result of the works of abominations of your ancestors and you as well however if you repent and turn back to the lord the lord will once again make you prosper the lord's anger is not everlasting upon his children If they repent back to him he is mighty to save them and redeem them back again and that's exactly the same thing he is telling each one of us today as well if we find ourselves running away from god he is calling us gently to come back to him so that he can show his hesed love towards us in verse 11 look at how the prophet oded says now hear me therefore and return the captives So to hear is to listen and then obey. He was calling them not just to hear his words but also to take an action of returning back the captives. Today we are all hearing the word of the Lord. Are we just listening or are we obedient to the word of God? Let's ponder. He says, "Return the captives for the fierce wrath of the Lord is upon you." God had specifically commanded the Israelites not to take their own brethren as slaves in Leviticus chapter 25 verse 39 and 46 the punishment for anybody doing so is outlined in Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 68 where the Lord will take them back into Egypt and sell them as slaves so some of the leaders of the people came up and advised them not to take their brethren as captives and therefore they sent them back 
Notice how it says in verse 15 then the men who were designated by name rose up and took the captives and from the spoil they clothed all who were naked among them dressed them and gave them sandals gave them food and drink and anointed them and they let all the feeble ones ride on donkeys it is not our clothes that covers us it is the lord's righteousness that covers his children in isaiah chapter 61 verse 10 we read For he has clothed me with garments of salvation he has wrapped me with the robe of righteousness first a man has to get his garment of salvation from the lord and then the lord wraps him with the robe of righteousness however if we disobey the lord our sins become like filthy garments and as zechariah says in chapter 3 verse 4 remove the filthy garments from him See I have taken your iniquity away from you and will clothe you with festal robes. So if we turn back to the Lord, the Lord once again clothes us with festal righteous robes. In Revelation chapter 3 verse 4, the angel says, "But you have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their garments, and they will walk with me in white for they are worthy." So this verse tells us that as God's children it is indeed possible to live in this world without soiling our garments of righteousness there will be a special place and a special role for such people in heaven in verses 16 to 21 we read about king Ahaz trusting the king of Assyria The Edomites came and attacked Judah and the Philistines also had invaded the cities of Judah Why did that happen? In verse 19 the answer says for the Lord brought Judah low because of Ahaz king of Israel for he had encouraged moral decline in Judah and had been continually unfaithful to the Lord. So after they had been written back the people once again fell into the idolatrous ways of king Ahaz and angered the lord so the lord caused judah to become low against all the enemies surrounding them under his father king jotham's reign there was peace all around but look what has happened now ahaz sent word to tilgath pileser ahaz could have very well turned to the lord and asked for his forgiveness and the lord would have surely forgiven him and restored his prosperity but Ahaz did not prepare his ways before the Lord as his father Jotham had done he relied on the Assyrian king Tiglath-Pileser we know what we read in these chapters are true because we have got solid evidence in the form of tablets that were made by the Assyrian king Tiglath-Pileser which notes all the tributes that were sent across and king Jotham's name missing from all those other kings while king Ahaz is mentioned there as well king Ahaz was solely responsible for such a pitiable condition this is a warning for all the church leaders and leaders of other organizations which do the lord's ministry because the acts of the leaders determine the course of the people in their charge but tilgath pileser distressed him and did not strengthen him before ahaz went into the assyrian king tilgath pileser isaiah the prophet offered him an assurance of god's help in isaiah chapter 7 verses 1 to 12 
However, King Ahaz did not heed to the words of prophet Isaiah. In fact, the sign of Emmanuel was prophesied to King Ahaz by the prophet Isaiah. What a glorious prophecy, but King Ahaz did not pay any heed to it. If only King Ahaz had wholly surrendered to the Lord God of Israel instead of Tilgath-Pileser, we can only imagine to what great heights the Lord would have taken him. It was a missed opportunity. King David in his great distress cried out unto the Lord, as we read in Psalm 18 verse 6. But we read in verse 22 that in the time of his distress, King Haas became increasingly unfaithful to the Lord. For he sacrificed to the gods of Damascus, saying, Because the gods of the kings of Syria helped them, I will sacrifice to them that they may help me. But they were the ruin of him and all of Israel. We read of this in 2 Kings chapter 16 verse 10. King Ahaz went to Damascus to meet Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria. He saw an altar in Damascus and sent the plans to Uriah the priest with detailed plans for his construction. And Uriah the priest built the altar according to all the instructions King Ahaz had sent from Damascus. So King Ahaz removed the bronze altar that King Solomon had made for the temple of the Lord and in its place he placed this altar and sacrificed to the pagan gods. So the whole kingdom of Judah had turned from the one true living God of Israel to the false gods around them. In verse 24 we see he added to his sins by locking up the temple of the Lord, cutting off the pieces of the articles of the house of the Lord and making for himself altars in every corner of Jerusalem and in every single city of Judah high places to burn incense to other gods. It looks like as if he had a wish to become the most evil wild king of Judah and that is exactly what he accomplished as well. Ezra the Chronicler writes in detail about this King Ahaz for the exiles returning back from Babylon. And he is writing this very same verses for you and me today who are living amidst Babylon. The evil abominations all around us. Will we be faithful to the Lord God of Israel or will we desecrate the temple of the living God just as King Ahaz had done? You are the temple of the living God. As God had said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16. May God bless these words. Amen.